0: Hi, I'm Erin and I'm Carrie and we're keeping busy. We are keeping busy.
1: (laughs) We are keeping busy with shortbread.
0: Sometimes we keep busy. Oh yes with shortbread. I was keeping busy with shortbread because I of course waited until you asked me to record to actually (laughs) make my shortbread. So I said yes let's record tonight and then I said what am I going (laughs) to (laughs) make? And what did you make? Um. What did I make? I used a recipe that came with a shortbread pan mm. that I bought. I have a shortbread baker ceramic pan that makes pretty shortbread. And the very basic shortbread recipe that it came with comes out very good. So I decided to make that kind of shortbread, except I added chopped up sweet dried cherries and mini mm. chocolate chips.
1: Well, that sounds really good.
0: It is pretty good. Um, the I think I put too much chocolate chips in because it is kind of a small recipe to put in the pan. Mm-hmm. It didn't end up turning into a chocolatey, melty mess, but I would have just liked to have maybe hints of chocolate. Maybe next time if I were going to make them, actually, I might do ground chocolate. You know when you get hot chocolate mix sometimes and it's just chocolate shreds that you melt into milk? Yes. I would use that. It's almost chocolate flakes.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: I think it's one stick of butter and a third of a cup of powdered sugar and um, one cup of flour and a teaspoon of vanilla or something like that. It's very, very basic. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always grew up, or the first few times I did shortbread anyways, it was all about having very cold butter, like a pie crust and making sure you get those layers of butter in there Um, and it used you know white granulated sugar and this is a completely different recipe for me where you actually use room temperature butter and you beat it until it starts to lighten so you're actually beating some air into it and then put in the powdered sugar and then add the vanilla in the flour so it's super easy you can just do it in your stand mixer um, in a couple of minutes, and you don't have to worry about your butter melting because it's already at room temperature. It's just uh-huh. it incorporates really easy, and and somehow the uh, shortbread still bakes up really crispy and flaky and delicious.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, so they came out pretty tasty. What did you make? Well, I searched around to see if there was a lot of variation in shortbread recipes, and I found that there really isn't. I found um, in particular three different recipes that all had the same proportions of flour butter sugar plus a little bit of vanilla but each of them called for a different type of sugar there was one that called for brown sugar one for uh, confectioners and one for regular sugar I kind of I wish I had gone for the brown sugar just to see what it would have been like but I didn't I went for what I thought was the middle of the road which is granulated sugar and um yeah it sounds like it was a very similar recipe. Uh, you you beat the sugar and room temperature butter until it's kind of light and fluffy and then add in the flour and vanilla. Um, and I ended up rolling it out and cutting little circles uh, maybe two inch circles of yeah. cookies and then I just whipped up some some simple icing. A little bit of milk, a little bit of vanilla, and a lot of uh, confectioner's sugar, and I iced them, and they are delicious little sweet treats. Nice.
0: Hooray. I did actually, I did not cook mine in the ceramic baker, even though that's what I usually use. I didn't want to get the chocolate and cherry goo all over it (laughs) and have to Mm -hmm. clean it out, because it has little impressions to make pretty designs on the top of the shortbread. So... I smooshed it into a log and put it in the fridge for a little while and then sliced it into discs. Oh. I was thinking about rolling it out and cutting them out and it would have looked nicer, but it would have also taken a lot more effort. Yeah. (laughs) And this, I felt like, was all about doing something easy.
1: Yes. That's what
0: this week was about. Easy cookies. And why did we plan an easy cookie recipe for this week? Because I had a baby. You had a baby. <laughs> I got to ride on the easy train of only making shortbread cookies um, without giving birth to a child. <laughs> but we did do an easy recipe because you were anticipating the arrival of your baby and it's here.
1: Yes. Or there
0: at your house, not at mine. Over here,
1: yeah. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I had a daughter two weeks ago today. Happy birthday, little baby. Happy two-week birthday. They grow up so
0: fast. (laughs) (laughs) They do. It's true. Today it's a week, and next week it'll be a year, and you'll be all freaked out. I can
1: sense it already. Yeah. I I look at her, and I see my own mortality. I'm like, as you grow, I will age. Die. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yay! So... I did put the extra effort in to cut out the pieces and roll it out um, so I could have little, little bite-sized cookies. Um, You know, now thinking about losing baby weight, I didn't want. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, I can have two today and that's it. And that's (laughs) my sweet treat. Maybe two tomorrow. Well, Mm shortbread cookies keep well, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they do. So that's another benefit. So... I'm not even going to ask you what else you've been up to because, obviously, having a baby. I did do other things. Did you? Thank you very oh gosh, much. Gosh, you did not, did you really? Just a little bit. Okay, <laughs> tell us about it. Tell us about it so I can get mad at all of the stuff
1: that you did that I didn't do. <laughs> it's not that much. So my sister got me this very cute uh, crochet cactus kit that has the yarn and a little book on how to make little you know, crochet little cactuses and put little faces on them and all these mm-hmm. cute things. So I just, I made one cactus and it's not even attached to a pot or anything yet. I just made the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like very small, but I was very proud of myself that I made it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, on a whim, made a, uh,
0: a mushroom one day. I just decided <laughs> I can... I can crochet circles, and I know how to do increases and decreases, so I'm just going to whip out a mushroom. And I did, and then I had no idea what to do with it, so I gave <laughs> it to my mom. <laughs>
1: I'm sure she displays it proudly somewhere.
0: Yes. She she does actually have it oh, out in a boat, which I think is adorable because it doesn't even stand up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to slowly, over my maternity leave, Make a couple of cactuses and I have a plan to make like a little, you know, like a a big pot, a crocheted pot, and then like maybe four or five different types of cactus coming out of it. And I think it would be very cute.
0: That would be very cute. I like it already. Can you send me a picture of the cactus you've already made?
1: I guess so, but it's it's like it doesn't stand up. It's not attached to anything. I'll, I'll send you a picture anyway. Does it have a face? Not yet. I know it's sad. It's um, red cap cactus. Red cap. Red cap. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> so I have it's like a little pincushion red top, and then it's on a tall. Well, it's not that tall. Um, triangular. Green How did you do stock. the triangular base? It's just a circle, and then when you attach it to the the pot, you just squish it and attach it. In like a triangle shape. Oh, so it it's not that tricky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it did like the little pincushion top is really super cute. Yeah. So I think it's gonna look really cute when I put it together. That's why I say like, I, I can send you a picture, but it's not impressive yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll send you, you a picture do when it's like, done. Is there any um patterns for I don't know what they're called those crazy foldy cactuses that look like brains?
1: No, oh. <laughs> nothing. <bad. laughs> it's too bad. I like those ones. Yeah, there's uh, there's a really cool aloe vera looking one. Oh, really? I, I don't know. It's a good variety in there. It's it's a little booklet with twelve different cactuses, and, and they it very cute.
0: It sounds right up your alley.
1: It is. So, is have you been working on anything? Um,
0: I found a pretty cool hat pattern recently using it's a knitting pattern for it's called double helix knitting and basically what you do is you divide the amount of stitches you have and basically you knit it in the round like you would crochet in the round and you section off the stitches so that there's a section per color so that as you go around you change colors in the round making it look like a spiral Hmm. I will show you. Yes, please. It's, it sounds ridiculous when I try to say it. So I have started using up my stash yarn, if you will, and um, making hats. So I'm going to s- actually send you to the link of the one I made on Revelry because it has the, the link to them. It's called Stash Busting Helix Hats by Justa <sighs> Rose. So it's a pretty oh. simple hat pattern. The bottom of it or the, what is that called? Can you help me? the edge uh rim sure the rim the edge of it is just a one by one rib and then the hat itself looks like full-on stripes Mm -hmm. but the nice thing about it is because you change yarn every you know it's three color this hat is three colors so you change yarn every half around so that you're basically chasing the colors around. Even though it looks like um, stripes, you don't actually have to do any of the wraps and changing uh, of ob- obnoxious changing of yarn that you have to do if you're actually doing circular stripes because these are spiral stripes. Ooh. So I've decided I'm gonna make a ton of these hats because they're super fast and they come out really nice. I actually tried it on my kids and it looks cute. <laughs> And I'm just going to donate a whole bunch of hats. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. In the middle, you know, just as we're coming out of the cold weather, I'm going to be like, (laughs) here are all these winter hats. (laughs) But maybe I'll donate them next fall when I have a huge load of them to get rid of. Because I feel so bad doing new projects and buying new yarn when I have tons of yarn in my closet. We've talked about this before. But I always worry when I see only one or two skeins that, I'm not gonna have enough to do the stuff that I want right so I have to get rid of it somehow so hats
1: so does your whole family have adorable matching hats now
0: <laughs> no because I'm collecting them to donate but I could do that by the time next Christmas rolls around then we could have a really goofy family Christmas card with all of us in matching hats
1: oh that would be really
0: cute so I've done two hats so far and and they are really fast they are pretty darn fast, yeah. I mean, I am not a fast knitter. If I get a couple hours a day to work on it, I only really need two days to do it. Ah, which is that's really big. unusual for me. It's, <laughs> it's super straightforward. It's not finicky. There's not a lot of finish work because you only add the three colors on one time. So you only have to weave in three ends at the end of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. It's perfect for me. (laughs) Really low effort. (laughs) Aren't you glad we started this podcast so we could tell everybody how lazy we are? (laughs) People need to know. We're keeping busy, kind of. (laughs) Sort
1: of. Next time, though.
0: Next time. Hey, speaking of next time, what are we making next time?
1: I forgot. No, I didn't. Wait. Yeah, okay. So in honor of Cinco de Mayo... Cinco de Mayo? What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's an (laughs) annual celebration held on May 5th. The date is observed to commemorate the Mexican army's unlikely victory over the French Empire, at the Battle of Puebla, on May 5th, 1862, under the leadership of General Ignacio Zaragoza. Ooh. And if it sounds like I just read from Wikipedia... It's because you're super smart. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm super smart, and I probably am the one that added it to Wikipedia. Did you even think about that? I did. I knew it immediately.
0: (laughs) Thanks. So, in honor of Cinco de Mayo, we're going to do a Mexican recipe. Pan dulce. Pan dulce. Sweet bread. Which translates to sweet bread. So, it's a a mildly sweetened yeast-risen bread that looks tasty
1: and delicious and that's what we're making so there it's just a nice uh, a light dessert Um, there's a mexican bakery near me that sells these and um, sometimes we'll buy a couple and for breakfast you can just eat it like that or uh, sometimes i'll slice it in half and just toast it just a little bit and put a little bit of jelly on there and that's really good too the recipe i'm looking at personally is uh, the com. They have some recommendations where you can make them vanilla or chocolate or cinnamon and um, cream fill them and do crazy stuff uh, if you want. Ooh. I'm probably just going to go basic because I'm intimidated by yeast-risen doughs, but we'll see. Let's
0: do it. And I think, because I just found this, and I think it would taste probably really nice with it, I think I'm also going to make a recipe for Mexican coffee. Ooh. Because in this delightful-looking Mexican coffee, you have coffee, cinnamon stick, Mm. unrefined dark brown sugar, the rind of an orange, Mexican chocolate, vanilla, and optional heavy cream. Optional? When has heavy cream ever been optional?
1: (laughs) That sounds really good. Yeah, it does. You should send me a link, and maybe I'll do that, too. That
0: looks wonderful. Mhm. I would love to have a cup of this coffee and some sweet bread for breakfast.
1: Sounds like a wonderful
0: breakfast. And optional for real, optional cuz heavy cream's not optional is <laughs> a little sprinkle of tequila. What? In coffee? Um, it says so, yeah.
1: Where is it? I mean, I believe that you're not lying to me, but I still want to see it in writing.
0: <laughs> um, it's at the beginning. It's not in
1: the actual recipe. Tequila and coffee. Those flavors don't sound good to you. I don't
0: know. I'm probably not going to put the tequila in my coffee because that would just be the beginning of a day. <laughs> a whole Ooh. day of unresponsible behavior. Irresponsible you know,
1: behavior. You know, it would be really good. Instead of the heavy cream, they have that um, horchata liquor. Ooh. And I bet hmm. that would be good in there. I
0: think I'll have my horchata on the side and put heavy cream in my Mexican coffee. Fine, you can do that.
1: Maybe for the younger listeners, they can do that. Oh, it's rum chata. That's what it's called. Oh, yes. Add some yes. rum chata in there. I believe rum
0: chata is horchata with rum in it. I think so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sounds delicious. Well, this is going to be a short episode. That's
0: okay, because that leaves less stuff for you to cut out. That's true. Less editing
1: for me.
0: We usually spend most of the time talking about all of the multitude of ways in which we failed our recipes. (laughs) That's true, but shortbread's hard to mess up. Shortbread's hard to mess up. Mm -hmm. Although I have done it, believe me. Yes, so if you have a favorite Cinco de Mayo recipe that you'd like to share with us, or if you want to chime in on how delicious pan dulce is or Mexican coffee, you... May email us at the name that Erin is going to give you because I never remember. <laughs> Keeping,
1: <laughs> Keeping Busy, Podcast Busy Podcast at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook by searching for Keeping Busy Podcast. Uh, okay, and I guess that's <laughs> that's it. So um, the our Sweetbread episode will come out after Cinco de Mayo. So I hope everybody has a good Cinco de Mayo. Have a good May the Fourth. And have a good Mother's Day, right? Because we will miss that too. Um, I think we might be right before Mother's Day. I can't.
0: I don't know. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Well, enjoy all your holidays.
0: Enjoy all your holidays, and we'll catch you on the on the flip side. That's
1: our catchphrase. Catch you on the flip side.